0: Tafkuf <laughs> Yud on the top of the Gemara. We said in the Mishnah that you're supposed to give the carbon Asham, and you have to make sure you pay back the Karen first. So, the is supposed to give the money and the carbon to the same Mishma that's working at the time when you come to bring it. The Mishnah said, if you split it up, it's okay, but you have to make sure you give the kesef first. You have to give the kesef first. The Mishnah talked about a case. What happened if you gave the Oshom to Yehorev, and then you gave the kesef to Yehorev, so the Mishnah said, Im kayim Asham, So if the Oshom is Kayim, so the people who took it first the Yehorev give it up, and they have to give it to the Bnei doya who got their money, and not." If, it, if the ashram was ready makiv, which means the Oshem was pasal, then the Baal has to bring a new carbon ashram, which will be given to the Shevet of Yidayah, the Mishma of Yidayah now when, when they have the money now. That's what the Mishnah says. So the, what about a different case? Tanar aboram. Nason ashram liyayav, a kesevel yedoya, which sounds like the same we have in our Mishnah, that you gave the money and... The Ashim, different people, but you gave the Ashim first to Yahya So then the Mishnah, the Gemara says, Yahshira Kesef it's al Ashim. The Rebbe Yudah. The Yudah, seems to say, our Mishnah said, you give the Ashim to whoever got the Kesef. The Mishnah says, you give the Kesef back to the one who got the Ashim. Seems to be different than our Mishnah. Hold on, the more will explain. It. It's not necessarily. No, which is one of the said of our Mishnah. So is the case of our Mishnah. No, what's going? What's the case over here? If one, each one got their thing when they were on shift, so Yehari was on shift, they received the carbonashim, which they should not have taken at this point, because as the Mishnah said, the money was not yet paid. Okay, they don't bring the Karbon What or they do. They go off-shift the next week, and Yadaya comes on. Yadaya gets their money. And what? So now Rabbi Huda says you have to take that money and give it back to Mishmar of so they can bring the carbon either off-schedule or next year. So Zezachim Shalai says, Why would you take the money away from the Bnei Yadaya who got the Kesef? It was their Mishmar. They got the Kesef. They did nothing wrong whatsoever. Bishma, if you want to can the Bnei Yadaya for taking the Asham, like our Mishnah says, when they shouldn't have, that makes sense. You can ask them for taking the Asham, so they have to give it up. But why would you can Bnei Yadair for taking the money during their Mishmar? That's exactly what they're supposed to do. What did they do wrong? So that can't be what Rehidah was talking about. Rather, says the Gemara, I'm a the Yav Asham, the Bishmar, the and, which is fine, which you shouldn't have done, but, the Kesev to be You gave the Kesev the early, before they were on shift, while Yahayrov was already there, you, get, you brought the Karbanasham. You went to Bez and said, Hey, wait a second, you can't bring the Karbon until you pay the money. They said, Well, we don't want to pay the money to these guys. We like the other guys. We're going to give the money to Yedayah, but they didn't wait to give it to Yadaya. They gave it to Yadaya during the Mishmar of Yahriv, in which case they should never have taken the money in the first place. So now the question is, who do we want to knoss more? Do we want to Kenash Yahira for taking the usher when they shouldn't have? Or do we want to t- Kenash Yudaya for taking the money when they shouldn't have? Because they took the money early. So on that, are the to they did something more wrong, that they took the money when I mean, they were not supposed to. Yeah. So we knaz them, Hilka kesef all things being equal, We'll talk about it exactly when this happens in a second. They have to give the money back to the Mishmah of Yehovah. For Rabban Zavi, no. The first thing that happened wrong over here was that the Bnei Hairev took the Ashim when they were not supposed to take the Ashim. Therefore, we can ask them, or give kesef, and they have to give the carbon Ashim to the Bnei Yadayu, who took the money also at the wrong time. But we, we have to can ask somebody, we can't can ask both of them. And therefore, the uh, say that you can ask the Bnei Hairev and give up the Ashim, and the says you can ask the Bnei who give up the money. but that's not the case of our mission at all. Our mission was when the Bnei Yodayah got the money when they were supposed to get the money. In which case, the Behuda would agree that you don't can ask them, they did nothing wrong. Everybody would agree in the case of our mission that you can ask the Bnei Yodayah to give up the carbon Now, it says tomorrow, when is this all taking place? Tanya, I'm a Rabbi. According to Behuda, that all things being equal, if they both did something wrong, you can ask the B'nai Asham, if the Bnei Yodayah brought the carbon already, so they brought the carbon ashram and the carbon ashram was posel. So what do you want now? The bnei Yadoyah should give them the money? Like that doesn't make any sense in this case that they should get the money. So the yachshav yavi ashem acher. Obviously the balabayas over here is going to have to bring a new carbon ashem. Veakriv bnei yedaya. Then the bnei Yadoyah will get to bring that carbon Ashram because it's like you're starting over again. That first ashem is lost. The zachol alav and the bnei Yadoyah who took that carbon ashram, the posel one, they get to keep it. So it says Amram, the do would mean they get to keep it. It's posel, right? You just shechted a posel carbon, right? There's no posel to eat. The meat is not eaten from a posel carbon; it's burnt. it says who It means they get to keep the or. Whether that means that the r is not burned by a posel carbon, it's debatable in some of the gemaras in in, in, in Kachim. Argimon seems to be saying, you don't burn it. It could be something about a specific case where they don't burn it. But either way, the original ones, the most they get is the R. And then the new carbon if even Rehuda agrees, would go to the Bnei y'day. You don't cross them because the carbon is gone now. Another case like that is Tanya. I'm a the Yes, he says, you give the osham the Bnei have to give the osham to the Bnei what I mean? He holds not that. He holds the people with the kesef who took it at the wrong time, give it up. Says, Mano. There's another case where he agrees. The Bnei Yahya received the carbonosha. Before they mark of this Hashem, they're supposed to investigate to make sure that the money was paid. They reach out to the guy, did you pay the money? He says, yeah, I gave it to the Bnei Yidayah. Okay, so now what's supposed to happen here over here, according to. Behuda, we're supposed to go to B'nai Yedaya and the, the B'nai Yairav are supposed to be toveya the B'nai Yedaya and say give us our money because we have the Karbanashim we can't be marketed until you give us the money and they're supposed to give up the money what if they're not toveya them, they're not toveya them and they hang around but they don't bring the Karbanashim because they know they're not allowed to bring it and they go off shift so it says, in this case, they were the money to B'nai Yedoya. It becomes like the case where the B'nai Yedoya received the money during their proper shift, in which case we now take the carbon Hashem that's still alive away from the original B'nai if They can't keep it, and they give it now to the B'nai Yedoya. Another case, who would agree that we can ask the first ones, not the second ones, if the first ones were not toveya their money. Another case. Tani Yidach, the derivative im kyam oshem yachra kasavet if the oshem is kyam so the ben hayah get the right to take the money back from the ben day which is a bhudda sheet so map sheet hahkesh that that was the sheet what are we what is rabbi adding hahoma skin what about the the next case where ben hayah was supposed to ask the ben day for the money and they don't okay now the bnei yidoya, as we said, are supposed to be asking the bnei yaharif for their carbon right? So you you guys are michael to the money. Thank you very much. Ki Now you got the money. Go bring the carbon They wait their time in, in, in shift, and they don't ask the bnei yaharif to give them the carbon so now what happens? Now we reset the halacha. says, "Mo deloy tavu maudasei merchuli achli gabei hadadi k'mashmalad." We don't say that they're maichel k'mashmalad. The mina chim and deloy tavu lahadju bereisha. Since both of them went off shift without asking the other one for the money or for the korbanasim, we now reset the whole halacha. And when you reset the halacha, Yehuda said. All things being equal, the bnei yehiyrav who had the carbon asham, are supposed to ask the bnei Yodaya for the money. If they don't, skilu their michael. But that's only if bnei yidoy take advantage of it. If they don't take advantage of it, then we reset, and whatever it is, the next year or whatever it is, they come back on shift. They get to bring that carbon. They still get to bring that carbon asham, and they do get to take that money away again from bnei That carbon doesn't have an age limit. So you'd have to figure out what you do with the age limit if there is an age limit. I, don't think so, but I, I, if you do, you'd have to you'd have to deal with that. You're right. The Mishnah then said, that you, you have to make sure you pay the money before you bring the carbon Menani I'm a rabbi. I'm a crow. That's what the pesuk said, We saw yesterday. So the Mars is assuming that when it says milvad, milvad means that first you have to bring the money, and then only afterwards, (coughs) milvad. Besides the money that you gave, now you have to go ahead and make sure you bring the carbon ash. Michal de Casaberatio. So that sounds like first the money and then Milvad. On top of that. After that you bring the carbonoshum. So the carbonoshum has to be brought only after the money is already paid if you are the word milvad to mean afterwards, we have another post like that. The pasuk says that when you bring a carbon musaf or all these things, it said milvad Everyone goes, good, very good. very good. good. Okay, make sure everyone's awake. So now uh, says the Gemara, milvad the carbon musaf, milvad the carbon musaf, bring carbon, carbon talmid. Does that mean you bring the carbon talmid? After the carbon musaf, if the milvad over here by the money and the ashram says that you bring the money and milvad the ashram which you bring afterwards, so a carbon musaf is milvad the carbon tamid, so you bring the carbon tamid. Afterwards, that's not true. We all know that. The first thing every morning is the Tabat Shal That you have to bring the is only on, on top of, meaning subsequent to a carbon oil, which is the carbon oily of every morning, the carbon Tabat. So we know clearly that the carbon Tabat has to come first. A Mavad, when it says Mavad doesn't mean. After milvad well, just means together with, or one comes first, one comes second. But it doesn't say which one comes second. So back to our question: when the pasuk says "Hashem amushav Hashem yakayin milvad el akipurim," maybe you could actually bring the Karbonasham before you pay the money. So Amar Le Anam Hashem yichaper poi, Hashem yichaper poi nafgalon. The pasuk said, read carefully. Mainly iskoil. Hashem v'Hashem v'aylov. Hashem amushav Hashem yakayin milvad el akipurim. Hashem yichaper poi. Yechaper boy is loshen osid. It's loshen of the future. So therefore, we're not dashing the word Melvad, We're dashing the yechaper boy. So only after you pay the money, now the El Kippurim, you could be yechaper boy nafkal. But keeper, meaning he was not yet mechaper when he paid the money, but now that he paid the money, he will be mechaper, and that's the joshua that shows that you have to pay the money before you could bring the carbon If you bring out the nationalistic we said, then you bring the carbon Turn our we have a similar halacha by Hilchas Meila. If someone uses money of Kachim, so he has to also pay back the Karen. He has somebody has to pay the Chaimish, and he brings an Asham. Meilas. Okay, does he have to pay back the Hekdish before he brings the Carbon or not? Similar story like we have over here by the case of Ge- by the case of and uh, by the case of the Shvo. So, first of all, how do you know you have to do both? Right. We already said yesterday Abay was Mihadesh, when you pay the money, you achieve partial kapar. It's not that it's a taniyin the korban, but it's a partial kapar. But the meiser you don't get full kapara, so you default. <coughs> how do you know that that's the? How do you know that that's the same halacha by meila? Tam olaymar ba'ayel ha'osham v'nis lachloy. The posse says read it in psalm. The eres asherchata min akoidish yishalim v'shamish yisay for loves so you have to pay the karen and you have to pay a also over by meila v'noson isay l'akoyim. So why does it say Be'el So we're going to assume over here that the word El is referring to the carbon, and the word O'Sham is referring to the money. So when do you get the kapara? When you do both the carbon and the money. After both the money and the carbon, then you get the full kapara. Okay, so how do you know what order you bring them in? You do do The Pasuk actually says El Ha'ashem. So El Ha'ashem sounds like maybe you bring the carbon me'ila before you pay the money. We know by us, you have to pay the money before you. Talmud Lamer, Be'el be So Ha'ashem means, even though it says the word El first, it actually means you're bringing the El after Ha'ashem. Remember, as we learned at our yesterday Ha'ashem is not referring to the carbon. Ha'ashem is referring to the carrot. And therefore it's El Ha'ashem, it's the carbon of that you already have brought and paid the money, now you can bring the carbon me'il. Yochol. kishem she'ayel v'oshem akvim kachaymish m'akvim. So it's not clear from that Pesach. Do you have to pay the chaymish before you bring the carbon or not? Tamu Leimer. Ba'ayel ha'oshem el E'ayel v'oshem v'akvim v'hegdish v'n chaymish v'akvim and therefore the Chaimish is not going to be Ma'akev over there. It all doesn't even mention it at all in the Pasek, at the end of the Pasek, and therefore you have to bring the Chaimish, but it's not Ma'akev to bring in the carbon-like, just like we said by argamar as well, that the Chaimish is not Ma'akev. Now we learned it out yesterday from, from the fact that it says, Asha, we said, Asha was not including the chimish brings a different Joshua. The Hekdish me the And now we can make a hekish, says the Gemara, because it's the same structure type of, of setup between the halacha of a carbon shvua and the halacha over here of the carbon me'ila. That what? Hektish me we learn out the Dine Hektish from the Dine Hejit from carbon shvua. Ma'ashum the Hosum Keren. we proved yesterday that when it says the word Osham, the ashab over there in our context doesn't mean the carbon. It means the money that you're paying back the carrot of the So when it says over here here el the word asham doesn't mean the carbon. The word asham means the money. The and then we can also learn out Then he from hegdish. Just like we said in the puzzle the puzzle stresses over here by the carbon the el ha and only. The Eloah Asher, and not the Chaimish. I've had it. Namely, in Here also, by the case of the korban Shvuah, you you're supposed to bring. Of course, you bring the Chaimish, but it is not Ma'akiv, in the halach. Adar in halach, Hagoyzel Itza, which is we call Hagoyzel Kama, and we start the next parak, which we call Hagoyzel Basra. They both call Hagoyzel, so we have to differentiate. It says the Mishnah. Now we're going to switch back to Hilchitz Gezela, and paying and what you do with the chifetz that stole. Says the Mishnah, Hagoyzel v'Maychol is Bonav. So someone who steals something. And that, as we'll see in the Gemara, he dies, okay? And he gives over the money to his children to eat, right? Why does it say, HaMachel? Does it make a difference what exactly it is? Tyson says on top, Lav Duadin, Lehem, If he gave it to them, stama would be Potter. Tyson says, it also depends whether they're Samechad or not, or whether they're being supported by him, etc. We'll see in the Gemara in the, more of the details. But the Chayfetz is not here. Michael is spun up, so it's, it's eaten, the Chayfetz is not here or, as Rashi explains it, we'll see in the Gemara. this is a debatable point, or, you leave it to them. So it's not gone, the Chavitz is, the Chavitz exists, which It is not an and, the verb over here is an or, Rashi says, Rashi says on top, so the Chavitz is Kayam. and both of these halachas, the Mishnah amazingly says, the children don't have to pay. Children do not steal anything. They either ate stolen property or they actually have stolen property. The Mishnah says they don't have to pay. Why? We have to see in the Gemara why they don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the Nusach of the Mishnah, we'll change it in the Mishnah, but in the Nusach of the Mishnah, it sounds like we're talking about the stolen chifetz itself. If the stolen chavez is something which is achrayis, which the Gemara is going to explain to mean something which is a ha hanikar, something that everybody can tell that this is stolen property, then chayav the and Then they had, do the children do have to give it back to whoever their father stole it from. What's going on in the Mishnah? So the Gmar jumps right in. First of all, the Gemara brings a minor from Rav Chista. am Chista. Gezel So now there's a number of different stages after masegzelem. Okay, one of them is called Yish, when the owner gives up ever hope of ever finding the lost object. Doesn't know who stole it. He I mean, if he stole it, he doesn't know where, where the guy's hiding. If he knows where he's hiding, he might be a, a strong guy and he can't get, the, can't get the money back. Fine. So he's Miyayish. We hold, as most of the Sukkot is going to hold, Yish loikani. The fact that the person... Wuzmiyayesh does not make the Gazan <coughs> own the object. If he has the object be'en, if he has the object intact, the Gazan himself must return the stolen object. We're going to say, if you have, as we said earlier in the Masechta, if you have Yish plus Shini or Yish plus Shini Hashem, that would work, and that would make the Gazan able to keep the object. He has to pay back, of course. He stole something, he has to pay money. But he won't necessarily have to return the object itself. If you have Yish v'shus, Shini Vashos, Shini means that the Gazan who stole it gives it to a third party. Okay, that would be yush veshini ashut, or you can have a case of yush Vashini hashem. He changes the object in some manner, which case we said earlier, he doesn't have to give back the original object anymore because it's not the original object. Rather, he has to pay for it, etc. So we have combinations. Says of a case where there's no yush, by them, and take out the word me'menu probably a third party comes. The Goslin invites him over, and the guy says, oh, what's this uh, nice steak you have over here? Oh, I stole that from Ruvain. Oh, very nice, I'm going to eat it. And the third party now eats the steak. Okay? So now, obviously, Shimon, the goslin, can no longer return it to Ruvain. So who does Ruvain come to collect his money from? It says of Chista, Ratzim, Izeh, Goyver, Ratzim, Goyver. Chista is an amazing halacha. He can collect from any of the Ruvain, who lost this object, can collect it from Shimon, who stole it from him, or from Levi, who ate it. Either one he can collect from either one. Now even though we've said many times throughout the Masakla that there's no such thing as a ganif, if you steal, if Levi stole it from Shimon, he wouldn't be responsible or like that. But over here where he that where he made the object disappear, he ate it, that is different. Some of Farshim say he has a din like a mazik, some of Farshim say he has a din like a gazan, because he was moisif on the gzela. Shimon stole it by taking it out of Revin's Rishos. Levi didn't just take it out of the Rishos, that was already done. He now destroyed the object. That's a deeper extension of the Gzela. So with the over here, he can go collect from either one. Maybe he can collect 50-50 if he wants, but he can collect from either one because both of them are now responsible for him not having his chefetz back. It says, since we're talking here before Yerush, it's considered the owner's object, the owner's expecting to get it back if it's been, and now when this third party, let's say in our case, Levi comes along and eats it, he has now deepened the gzela, therefore he is also responsible. Obviously, Ruben's not going to get back double, It's not careful. we're talking about gzela over here, not geneva, he's only getting back one time, but he can collect from either one that he wants. Okay, how does that Allah fit with our Mishnah? Tan'an. Our Mishnah said, "Our Not only does the Mishnah say not, gaiva, not they said the second party, the children, are potter. The that doesn't fit with the According to Evchista, if you steal something and someone else comes along and eats it, in this case, the person's children, so it's ratzmi zeg goyver, ratzmi What does he do with our Mishnah? He said, "No, no, no." To am toni acher yush. Our Mishnah is talking specifically after yish once you have yish and now the owner is not expecting to get his object back that's not enough to make the nigzel the gazan I'm sorry that's not enough to make the gazan keep it but if a third party comes and eats it it's enough considered out of the original owner's which shows that the third party is not responsible third party did not do a mice zela over here at all the third party was just r- more removing it. But once there's a Yish year, year involved, once the first one was B'yayish, that's enough to say that we're not going to be the third party. So if Chistah Salocha is only before Yerush, after Yerush, then the only responsible party is the original Gazlan. Not anybody else who came along. Children, not children, doesn't make a difference whatsoever. The third party is not going to be responsible. Only the original Gazlan. Still doesn't answer every question about the mission. Limar jumps in right away. Because the Mishnah also talks about iminiach lefnei, means that the object is intact; nobody ate it at all. Rav Chisda's case was talking about where the object is not here. What if the object is actually intact? Even then, the Mishnah said you're potter. Why? Says the Gemara, iminiach petur zotomer dis The Mishnah is teaching me rishus yirishus like keyachdami. I just explained to you that once you have Yush and shini rishus. Then whoever got it from the shini rishus, it was bought or sold or whatever, or bought to give it a matan or whatever it is. Then what after yush? Then we're going to say yush with shini rishus makes a Kenyan. and then that third party no longer has to pay back. They have to go back to the Gazan to get the money. Oh, so says Rabbi Ger-Hama, The Yerish has a din like a lekech, and therefore that's called shini rishus, even though it wasn't done. Willingly, it was just happened by itself, that's still considered Shini Rishus. And if we're talking about Yush, Shinri then the the third party over here, the Yarshim, don't have to pay back at all. Nothing to do with the it anymore. Now it's Yirush the third party doesn't have to pay back. Rav my Rav says no, I mean no. When you actually sell it or give it to someone, that would be Shini Rishus. Yerusha is the opposite. A Yerusha. The children are considered exactly like the father, and if the father would have to return an object that's intact, then the children would have to return it as well. So why does Amisha say not? We're talking about a case where it's not intact. Okay, so when it says Michael is fun of," that means he gave it them to eat. and they don't have it. But if they do have it, they are going to have to return it. Says the Gemara, Vamid Diktoni Sefer, uh, but the Missefer said, Davar yes, It said the Chayfut itself was a Davar which we explained to mean if the Chayfut was something that people see and are, can recognize as being stolen property belonging to somebody else, then Chayev L'shalem, then the children do have to give it back, which is clearly Mashma that the object is intact. Right? If the object is not intact, what does that mean? Achayas <laughs> means you could see it, you know it belongs to somebody else, then the children of Yishim Kovid have to return the stolen object. So that means the object is intact. If the object is intact, and Rava says that we don't have over here Shini Rashus, then of course you have to give it back. So what are we talking about over here? So how does Rav read the Mishnah? No. I'll read the mission as follows. The line of the mission, which talks about Achrayas Nechosim, was not describing the stolen object, whether the stolen object is noticeable or not. That's not what it was referring to at all. It means Achrayas Nechosim is a kinui, an expression we use for karka. If the father left over karka and the Yarshim received karka from the father, then the shebud of the money that the father owned as, owed as a gazlin is a shibur on the karka. And then the children have to pay, not because they have the stolen object. It makes no difference if they have the stolen object or not. The father owed money to someone. The father left over the Arusha karka. That karka has a shibur on it. The children have to pay the chayvah of their father from that. So we're changing the words in the Mishnah a little bit. The Mishnah said from Ahoyah Dover, now it's not from Ahoyah Dover, it's a miniyach lehem aviyem, I don't Now if we're changing it or in reinterpreting the words in the Mishnah, not to be referring to the stolen object at all, but rather to be referring to karka that the father left over. Says the Gemara, but that's all very nice shot. But L'chayah, Rebbe, wrote the Mishnah. And we have a recording of how Rebbe taught this Mishnah to his son. And it's not the way that you just said it. Rebbe, who wrote the Mishnah, we know when he taught his son Rebbe Shimon. The pshat in mishnah, he said, when it says achrayis, doesn't mean achrayis like karka, ella, afilu parvacharisvay. It means a recognizable object. If the father stole a cow, left it over to the children, and it's here intact, and everyone sees you're plowing with it, or chamor mechamerachor, a chamor, and he's usually get to schlep. So you see clearly the khaya, that when Rabbi wrote those words of the Lachasim, he was talking about the object itself. If he's talking about the object itself, that means the object is intact. If the object is intact, why do you not have to return it? Must be like Rabbi Bar said, because you have over here Yush and Shini Rishus. So it's a Kashan Rava. How could Rabbi disagree with that? Elamar Rava, Rabbi says, nah, I don't, I'm not worried about the fact that Rabbi, the fact that Rabbi himself explained the Mishnah one way, So what? Could be Rabbi was quoting a previously written Mishnah, and there's different ways to explain those words. What does that mean? Ki <laughs> when I die, Rabbi Eishih, Nafik who wrote the Taiseftas, and Rabbi Yudanasi wrote the Mishnahis, Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Eishih wrote a lot of the Taiseftas. So he says, when I die, Rabbi Eishih is going to come and be malav me. Why? The Tatsinim Masisa There's many places in Shas where Rava tries to fit Mishnahis together with the Braces. And if you look at the Braces, the way Rabbi Oyshiya explains it, and you read that into the Mishnah, everything is beautiful. Why? What do the Braces say the of Aisha. A slightly different Girsah of the Mishnah. And if you make this a little Chesurim Echzer in the Mishnah, everything works out. You read it as follows. So if the Chefetz is not intact, you're putter from paying. No problem with talking, as we said, after years, after years, the children don't have to pay it back. Hinech lefneyem, if they left the object intact, which we said in our Mishnah said, Hinech lefneyem, and it's intact, patar mele now we're going to add some words into the Mishnah. Hinech lef, if the gzel is chayev, chayem es you are chayev to pay back. Not potter. If the gizela is, is k'ayim, you have k'ayim, k'ayim to pay back because Rav says, the rishos yorish is k'ayim, is not k'ayim shloikeh. If you don't have shini rishos, if you don't have shini rishos, all you have is yush. The object is intact, just like the father has to give it back. The church would have to give it back. Changing the gears of the Mishnah. In a if the object is takah, not here, then p'turid, then the takah would be Potter. Because then there's the, only is a khiv not on the children to pay back anymore. The khiv is only on the father. The father's not here. He didn't and he's not around. So he doesn't have to pay back. But If he left over karka, and then the sheba that he has to pay back is on the karka, you'd have to pay back. So according to Rava, if you change a few words in the Mishnah, you can read the Mishnah beautifully, because Rava is assuming that the is Kayim Taka, you do have to give it back, chayev to give it back. Whereas Rabbi Barhamer is saying, even if the gzeil is kayim, you don't have to give it back because it's gios and shini reshos. So, wait a second. So, what's Rabbi Barhamer going to do with this b'risa? So, Amar Amar, ain't gzeil like kayim is petur. So, name it first. Of all, says, the Wilmar says, name it to the Yiftah of Chista. The b'risa said clearly, if the gzeil is not kayim, you don't have to pay back. Now, Chista said clearly in the b'risa, Chista's mimer was baachav ve'galcham imenu, ratzmi zegayve ratzmi zegayve. So, my, tan Obviously, like Rav Hista explained our Mishnah, he's going to explain the Bryson the same that the Bryson, which said that you don't pay back even if the Gzel is not Kayim, is talking, when the Gzel is not Kayim, is talking about after Yish. And Rav Hista, who said you do have to pay back, it's Ratzmi Zeggai, Ratzmi Gezeggai, was talking about Lifne Okay, so now what are we saying? We're saying, according to Rav Hista's understanding, that if it's Lifnei you would be able to collect from the children. And the Braiser which says, you don't collect from the children, means the Braiser is talking after Yish. Okay, so now let's read the Braiser carefully. So I'm going to If the Gzele is Kayem, they have to give it back. Now according to Fchista, that Bryce was talking about after Yish. After Yish, the Gzele is Kayem, you do have to give it back. Does that fit with Rav bar No. Because Rav bar says, once you have Yish, and it goes to the children, it's a shini rashos, you don't have to give it back. So it says the Gemara, Nemitate, you have to No, Kitanya Hilif Rabbi Bar is going to have to argue on Evchishta. Rabbi Bar Chama, now is for the first time, we come out that these two halachas conflict with each other. Not because they actually, small conflict, because you have no way to read the brisa if you hold up both. Evchishta is going to say the Brysa is talking about after Yish. And then he's going to be forced to say like Rava that, that when the Hefez is intact, even after Yish, you still have to give it back because you don't have a shini Rishos. Rishos Irish is left to ok? I mean, it's like the father's Rishos. And it's like the father's Rishos. You'd have to give it back. Rav Bar Chama, who says, we're talking, who says that once it goes to the children, there is a shini Rishos. And yet the Bryson says, you don't have to give it back. I'm sorry, you do have to give it back. It's confusing. You do have to give it back. Must be he says the Bryce is talking about Lifnei Yush. And if the Bryce is talking about Lifnei Yush, so if you're, <coughs> you only have Shidim so you don't have Yush. So you have over here a fundamental machlaikas. Let's just make a sikum of what we have now. If the cheifetz is intact, and it's Lifnei Yush, and everybody else has to give it back. There was no Yush. The cheifetz is here. There's no reason not to give it back. If we're talking about Laacher Yush, and the cheifetz is not intact, and everybody holds, you don't have to give it back. The children didn't steal anything. If there's karka from the father, there's a sheba on the karka, but otherwise the children don't have to pay back for that chayv at all. If you have a combination of those other cases, which is either after Yush, but the gezel is kayyam, so after Yush, once it goes to the children, according to our Hamad, they're pata to pay. According to H. The way he reads the b'risa, they'd be chayv to pay. And if you have the opposite case, if you're talking about lifnei Yush, but the gezel is not kayyam, if it's Gzela is not Kayim, according to Rabbi Chama, we said you're still going to be Potter, but according to V'chista, since it's the Ifnei Yish, Ratsumi Zegayva, Ratsumi So according to V'chista, you're always going to be chayev, except if it's Lacher Yush and the Gzela is not Kayim. According to Rabbi Chama, you're always going to be Potter, unless it's the fnei Yish, and the Gzela is Kayim. Keep that in mind, if you can keep it in mind in your head, because it's going to be no good. Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow's tomorrow.